Love is in the air, and welcome to Flicking and Screaming. I'm Jed Sprague, here with my co-hosts, Evan Fagundis. Hey, y'all. And JT Chipman. Hello, everyone. And I'm really chill today, because, you know what, I love Valentine's Day. It makes me happy, enjoying time with loved ones. And, uh, you know, we get to talk about a really, really chill, great movie today. And that's Crazy Stupid Love. How are you guys doing? I mean, this is like a me movie. I fucking love it. I mean, I'm all about it. Let's go. Chip, hop on board. No slashers. No Scorsese. I love Scorsese. Just a good old-fashioned fucking 2000s and 10s rom-com. I'm amped. How are we doing, I'm amped, too. I'm amped, too. This is, listen, there is room in my life for every kind of movie, right? You know, I, I enjoy the slashers and I enjoy the Scorsese's, like you said. But sometimes you want to, like, open a bottle of Chardonnay, you know, whether it's by yourself or, or a partner, and just, like, watch Ryan Gosling be sexy and watch Emma Stone be sexy and, and find, find some true love. And that's what we're doing this week. That's what, that's what we're finding together, the three of us guys, you know? Yeah, you know, Chip Chip took it squ- straight out of my mouth as far as, like, watching cool people be cool. And that's what this movie is kind of all about. Uh, it definitely has some real stuff in it, which we'll talk about for sure. And I really appreciate that. But that's honestly not exactly what I come to this movie for. This is a really easy watch. Um, it's just really easy to watch this movie and have a good time. And that's what I did this week, twice. Definitely. A uh, couple of quick points so we get out of the way. This movie... Uh, was directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. Uh, it stars Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone. And the stars on the outside of this movie are wild. Marissa Tomei, John Carroll Lynch, Kevin Bacon, Josh Groban as the most punchable person on screen. Like, he's basically playing himself. Uh, it made $145 <laughs> million at the box office. Uh, this was like a serious movie in the golden age, maybe the second golden age, of romantic comedies and uh yeah sexy people doing sexy things on the big screen there's nothing better than that right exactly you know it has the movie stars but it doesn't have too many movie stars and it doesn't make them do too much it's got the best of the best you don't like have a weird unnecessary unfunny stand-up comedian show up in like a bit role you know, I feel like that's a bit of a trend now with yes. rom-coms, whether they're in, like, one scene or they're, like, the best friend of the love interest. We don't need that. We're going to do, like, classic movie stars, and we're going to let them work to their strengths. You know, they each have an angle, and they play it perfect. Yeah, completely agree with that. And honestly, it's just uh, such a cool time for so many people in this movie. Coming out in 2011, Steve Carell, it's the height of the office. Kind of everyone at this time in pop culture, I feel like, was kind of wondering if Steve Carell will ever be able to kind of make it in movies, too. He was just so hot at the time. I think everyone wanted to see him. Um, Ryan Gosling, it's funny, we had the conversation last week, Drive comes out this year, but he's also coming off of Blue Valentine and Lars and the Real Girl, uh, you know, a couple years before that were incredibly popular movies. And then, of course, Emma Stone is like sweet spot at this time. She was the the talk of definitely my town after Easy A um, and had made Zombieland, which was just really, really fun and cool. Um, it was just a lot of, like you guys were saying, stars, but not mega stars that came across at a really, really good time. And then, of course, Julianne Moore is like kind of uh, so elevated above this movie that it makes it fun that she's involved. <laughs> she's definitely in a different movie. And we could talk about this when we get to performance, but potentially like just acting circles around every other person on the screen in such a subtle way. Uh, but you guys mentioned something about this movie that there's just a lot of cool people. And I think Gosling normally gets all the attention um, in regards to that. But can we talk for a second? How cool does Steve Carell end up being in this movie? Like, there's that midway point. And I always forget, and I'm blown away every time where I'm like, man, they made this guy, like, look cool. And in every other role he's ever been in, whether it be, like, Michael Scott from The Office or or Brick, uh, he's this kind of like the lovable doofus, right? And is this his only movie where he's kind of a cool guy? 
I mean, off the top of my head, yes. I'm thinking of like date night. He's not cool. Um, what's it? Fox catcher. He's definitely not a cool guy in that one. Like, yeah, I can't, I can't think of another movie where he's like, even goes to a phase of being the cool guy. Was he cool in Get Smart? I don't think he was that cool. I, so, he might have had no, like a no, couple he was a, of... He was, he he was, was like a parody of being cool, though, a little bit in that. So that's probably the closest, honestly. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Is he like, is a fake kind of cool, you know? Mm-hmm. A cool yeah. in his own mind. But but I, I know exactly what you're saying. There's a moment in the bar after he's com- kind of completed his training, his Mr. routine, and he taps his drink to signal the bartender for for another. You know, and it's very subtle. He's got the he's got the right suit on. He's got the right drink, and you're like, oh my god, is, is Steve Carell sexy? Like, what, <laughs> yes. how did this happen? No, it's true because he is sexy in this movie. In the second half, he's really good looking. Like they, and I swear, all they changed was his hair. But obviously, his clothes and stuff. But they gave him a new haircut, and suddenly, I was just like, "Wow, this is a completely different person." It's kind of nuts what it, what just a haircut can do to him. Oh, it, it that is amazing. Other thing, is this the best of the ensemble movies? You know, like there are those movies like Valentine's Day or like New Year's Eve where there's a bunch of like seemingly disconnected storylines that all kind of like come together. This doesn't do it on as grand of a scale. It's not like 12 different people that like are all connected in some way. But I I would put it in that same category. Do we think this is the best of those types of movies? Yeah. I mean, Valentine's Day, it's, you know, it's what it is, right? This movie is something more than what it is at points, and uh, and that's why it, it's a cut above. You know, it's it knows exactly uh, who its audience is, and it plays to its strengths. You know, it's it's got the right lineup, it's got them in the right order. You know, left, right, left, right, all the way down. They're 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 gonna you know one one through nine, you're gonna get on base. Yeah, Guys. I almost consider it. It's just a different type of movie. But yes, if we're putting it if we're putting it in that category, then definitely better. Okay. I have this written down. I have to ask you this question. And it's a serious question. And I need a serious answer. Because I think I I feel this way. Are you guys mentally prepared? Are you making a statement or asking us a question? Kind of both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Takes a lot of courage to say this. Is this Gosling's best performance? His like, second best. His second best. Well, what's his best? Uh, the nice guys. Okay, I could buy that. I could, I could get down with that. But, I mean, he's so good in this, right? Yeah. It's unbelievable. From the very like, first moment that he talks to Emma Stone, he owns the movie. Yes. Yes. It's I personally don't think it's his best, but it's one of my favorites. I think he's really fucking good. I think Ryan Gosling is really, really good at acting. I I agree. Nice guys. I also have to say, I mean, he just does the big short like he Mm -hmm. talk about owning a movie like he comes in. He probably only has four scenes and absolutely blows the movie out of the water. Um, Place Beyond the Pines, I also love. He, he's only in that for like 40 minutes, but I love his performance in that. I also just love that movie. Oh, my gosh. He has a lot of good ones. We don't have to get too deep into it. But So, Jed, you think this is his I, favorite. I, just, I think that is it, – it's similar to the Punch Drunk Love last week, right? Like, that's a real Jed call for sure. Yeah, I just think the thing is when I watch this movie and every time they flash back to the bar – and Gosling, you're just like, yes, like this, mm. it's like you just want to yeah. hang out with this guy. You're talking about being around stars, doing star shit. They like this is almost the epitome. I don't know if it gets better than this. It's you know right up there with like the Oceans movies of like suave people in suits just doing cool things, and I just get to be a part of it. And in this part, he's almost like a mob boss, like and he's going around like you can imagine that like you know. Uh, Steve Carell's character is not the first guy that he's done this transformation to, you mm-hmm. know, where he like goes and he's like, mm, I'm going to find this like sad soul at the bar and like we're going to take him around and I'm going to mentor them and teach them how to how to pick up women. And uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just really cool. I guess we're stepping on on performance uh, category a little bit. But do you guys just want to get into that? Do you have anything else that you want to talk about, you know, with this movie? 
I just have one more point. Can we talk about how Evan just referred to the movie Love and Other Drugs as Punch Drunk Love? Oh, shit. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I knew it didn't sound it? right coming out of my mouth. Slide. I yes. couldn't. I, as, as a Love Paul Thomas drugs. Anderson stan, a Paul Thomas Anderson stan, Dude, if you will, I, I can't let it fly. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, you, you are Twitter. you are you are definitely right. I, I made a mistake there. I was looking at Gossing's uh, uh, filmography here on the side and just lost myself. But I was I was maybe giving Jed a little bit too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I referenced the PTA classic versus like a uh, uh, wild Jake Gyllenhaal movie. They're that different. One of the meanest things you said, Evan. I love it. Fight back. Oh, no, Fight no, no, back. No. No, no, no. I don't think that was. I don't think that was. Me. I just have one thing to say. I have one thing to say. Shout out to Big Pharma. Okay, now let's get into our Two favorite shakes. performance of, of the movie. Uh, is there any question? I think we should talk about some other performances. But is there any question that Gosling's our favorite performance in this movie? All on board. Yeah. With that. yeah. I mean, that's he's the winner for sure. Okay. Then let's just put that aside for a second. Let's talk about some other standout performances. Obviously, Carell um, is one that's in there, but uh, you know, Julianne Moore, I thought she's she's really good. She doesn't really have a ton to do in this movie other than be kind of like the midlife crisis wife, and you're supposed to feel sympathy for her, but also be angry at her for like cheating on her husband, so... I think she does a lot with the little that she's given. Um, I actually really like her performance. And then, of course, Emma Stone, right? I mean, Evan, that's a, I know she's a favorite of yours. Yeah. I, I mean, I think she's great in this movie. And again, like, they kind of trick you. The first half of the movie, you're like, okay, when am I going to see Emma Stone actually do something in this movie? And then the second half, she just, uh, she has some great scenes. But um, yeah, definitely great, great performance. I only wanted to shout out one. One person, and it was going to be my second nomination after Gosling. Um, but Liz, Liza Lapira is her name. She plays Emma Stone's best friend. And lots of mm. characters in this movie are, and I think why Gosling is so great, and we can talk about him in a minute, is because lots of the characters in this movie are very stereotypical for like a rom-com or like rom-drom type movie. And her character is a throwaway character that's in every single one of these movies that has like, what, three or four funny lines. And they're sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. Either way, it's kind of moving the story along. Um, and she is absolutely hilarious. Every facial expression that she has, every little comment that she makes when uh, Josh Groban is just being the, the douchiest of all douches um, and Emma Stone's just all about it. Like her little comments just really they make those kind of throwaway scenes absolutely hilarious. I totally agree. Uh, I think normally, like I was referencing earlier, normally that role is going to go to like an Amy Schumer or someone mm -hmm. that's just like <laughs> distracting and not that funny and you know, want to work with. I, I don't even know what else uh, she's been in. I, what was her name again? Liza Lapira. She's and she fantastic. plays a character named Liz. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love, okay, that's another thing I love in movies. Same name <laughs> as actor. Fantastic. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. Shout out that's the to... Best uh, you know what it makes me think? It makes me think that they didn't know the name of that character, and then they cast the person, and they're just like, "We'll call her. We'll call her Liz." Works. Doesn't matter. She's, yeah, she's be Liz. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Marissa Tomei. She's delightfully yeah. like wild in this. She has like she has ant energy, something different in every yeah. scene. It feels like the director is let her loose, no scene direction. It's like a like a deleted uh, Sopranos character, right? Mm -hmm. like, like that's the energy that I love from her in every scene. Yeah, she she delivers some serious lines uh, in the two her two biggest scenes. Absolute like laugh out loud funny. Her she's always just slightly disheveled enough where you like get that she's crazy, but it's like because she's this overworked, underpaid, you know, middle school English teacher. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing. I I do love that performance. But like we said, Gosling for yeah. the mo moment he steps on the screen. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah. His his transformation is the one that we have to believe to make the movie have any sort of weight. Steve Carell's is is very caricature-y in the way he's like, he's the nerd, and then he gets a haircut, 
And now he suddenly he's the cool guy and he's like going home with women and stuff. And it's like, okay, this is absurd movie bullshit. Like this isn't real, but Gosling's is the one that we actually end up caring about towards the end. And it's the one that the transformation that we ultimately want to see really, at least I do is like have Steve Carell accept Ryan Gosling as his, you know, future son-in-law, whatever we want to say, or at least like dating um, uh, his daughter and stuff. So I, I don't know, like his commitment to both being the douche and then also showing that he is that way for a certain reason and not just because he's the, you know, stereotypical movie douchebag is really kind of what makes the movie. But I think it's so believable because you see from the beginning when he wants to help out Steve Carell's character that he's somebody that's loyal right and he he's a good friend you know like even after they're getting in in the fight when the uh, guy that julian moore has been sleeping with shows up at like the party and he just ta- he goes oh and he takes off his ring and just walks up and punches the guy in the face for a guy that like hates him now because he's dating his daughter because he's got that much loyalty to him like and you can kind of get that sense throughout the whole movie that there is this kind of warm uh marshmallow fluff underneath the dark chocolate exterior. I totally agree. There, there's more that I want to talk about it, but I feel like it goes into a specific scene that I want to talk about. So I'll kind of leave my my take on his mm. character for a little bit later. I just love when he's in roles like this. He has so much fun. You can tell he's having fun with the role. Every actor yeah. around him is just having a good time and enjoying his presence. Do more things like this, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. All right. Well, with that being said, let's get into scene. And uh, before we, I'll kick it off to you, Chip, to uh, give your scene so you can talk about that Gosling performance. Uh, but I just want to say shout out to Lady Bird and shout out to another scene where, or another, yeah, movie where someone jumps out of a moving car. I forgot yeah. this happened. Back to uh, back. Big Lady Single movie Big pods. Lady Bird vibes. Yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> All right. Also the now second scene. To... Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kicking it off to Chip. Chip. Hit me with your two favorite scenes. Yeah, so the first one that I wanted to talk about is the very first scene with Gosling and Carell, right? And, you know, he invites him over. Carell's, like, drinking at the bar, just telling everyone he knows that David Lindenhagen is sleeping with my wife. And Carell just, like, Gosling just waves him over, you know, in, in a, the way only a completely cool man can wave his hand to another man, right? But there's a line he says to him, right? And he says, when he's trying to convince him, like, hey, let me help you reclaim your manliness. Let me help you get in the right size suit. He says, maybe you remind me of someone. And he's looking in his eyes. And I think there's a couple things going on. I think subconsciously he sees Hannah in those eyes. He sees Emma Stone in those eyes because he had met her at the beginning of the movie. Ooh. You know, and there was a clear, like, care and adoration he has for Emma Stone. He sees that in Carell. It's a bit of, like, familial kindness and they're both a little bit of a pushover, right? Both Corell and Stone in this movie, they roll over pretty easy. Sometimes, like you said, literally out of a car, but doesn't have that in his life yet. And he's kind of seeking it. He's been seeking it for a while. And eventually through these weird set of circumstances, he finds it. Obviously, the scene is hilarious. You know, the whole like, how do I know that your wife is cheating on you because I'm a total stranger? Mm-hmm. It's comedic gold. The timing is great. But there's some warmness in that scene that I think we we, we can easily uh, uh, miss if we don't see it. The other scene that I want to talk about is uh, when they're in bed all night, Gosling and Stone. And, oh, there's so much tension building up to it. But it's like kind of forced tension. It's like the fake tension that she's like giving off. Like, oh, so now you're going to sleep with me all night. I'm an R-rated version of, of this night. But it ends up being this sweet PG-13 moment. And you don't, we don't see them bang, as Emma Stone likes to say, <laughs> despite like the nervous hinting at it. But the way they talk and the way they use their words to play with each other, to bounce back and forth, but also to get really deep, it's like the sex of spoken word. It's so much more intimate and passionate than any like sex that could be shot on film or happen in real life. Also, you know that thing where like actors are like actually having sex? Uh, not to speculate, but like <laughs> they're having sex. So I, I would not actually argue against speculate. that. I would argue against that because uh, a famous, famous 
story from uh, Joey from Friends. This is dumb. But when actors have that much tension together, it means that they haven't actually slept together because there's still so much anticipation. Once they had slept together, like that tension and anticipation wouldn't have been there. I think there's sparks galore, but I don't think that they had slept together. Mm. But maybe, maybe, maybe by, by La, La, La Land. Time. Yeah, that's literally, literally what I was going to say is maybe by La La Land they had slept together. And maybe that's why that movie doesn't work as well. <laughs> I, Chip. I'm wow. sorry. I couldn't. I, no, no, don't say I'm sorry. I couldn't agree more. I completely agree. The reason that La La Land does not work is because Gosling and Emma Stone slept together. Finally. This movie works so much better because, because they hadn't. Allegedly. This is all speculative. <laughs> I was going to say, are we breaking this news to the world on the Flicking and Screaming podcast? Uh, we might as well. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I love how we went from no speculation to speculating about why movies did and didn't work because of the sex that was not or was being had at the time. Good job by us. The sex that the... was or was not had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've turned into the shade room. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's entirely oh. my fault. So. Evan, please but save Chip, me. No worries. Trip, great, uh, great picks. Great picks. I, I, I love both of those. Um, these are two of my favorite Gosling scenes. Uh, I'll add my two really quick. Um, my other, the other scene I want to add is the initial interaction, like right at the beginning of the movie, uh, the Gosling and Stone back and forth. And, you know, him trying to pick up on her and her just being like, no way. And he's like so undeterred and, you know, he's clearly been rejected and is super comfortable with rejection. But like also clearly, you know, like as she's walking away, you see it kind of like, huh, this one's different. Like, I, I like her. Uh, and then the other one is the heart to heart uh, outside of the parent teacher conference between Emily and Cal uh, and then leading into the parent-teacher conference and like that whole thing where Steve Carell's like, it's from last year's parent-teacher conference. That must be where I know you from. And then she's like, Julianne Moore's like, was I not there? Was I not at last year's conference? <laughs> then she yeah. starts, Marissa Tomei just goes off. They just like gave her the keys to the Ferrari and we're like, let's, let's let it run. And she's like, asshole, asshole. <laughs> so good. He's also kind of like really fucked up to her character i gotta say cal weaver like does like says and does some really messed up shit to his son's teacher it's it's pretty sad but those never are my really two. never really apologizes either i mean she gives the middle finger at the graduation it's clear there's some resentment hanging on oh, yeah, yeah. I, the first thing that my mom my mom had never seen this movie and the first thing that she said after we finished it was just like why didn't he ever call her back, like, even after the parent-teacher conference and just be like, hey, really sorry about all that. Like, it was really the redemption arc that we needed. Um, yeah. But, yes, those, those are all great pit. Are you good, Jed? Yeah, I'm good. Give me yours. Okay. okay. Um, cool. So I definitely had uh, a couple of those just written down. I, I always write down a bunch because I know you guys uh, are always good scene pickers. Um and I really love when this movie mixes the um, the like slapstick comedy with the drama, and they do it pretty well, and and not in too much of like a heavy-handed way. So that um, parent-teacher conference scene is a perfect example of that, of like some real laugh-out-loud comedy mixed with also I think the most like heavy uh, scene in the movie when they're sitting outside of the parent-teacher conference before they go in, and it's kind of the first time that. Steve Carell and Julianne Moore have had to face each other. But anyways, another scene that I think mixes those two really well. Um, and it's the scene that in these movies, Jed, like you were talking about, all these like everyone has to end up together at the same time uh, type movies and scenes can not work. And I think the the fight in the backyard is absolutely hilarious. And yes, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why does John Carroll Lynch's character go to Julianne Moore's house when he's looking for Steve Carell, he knows they're divorced. Like, it makes no sense why he goes there. But it all ends up working, and it's absolutely hilarious. Um, also, the it's the first time that, that you know, Gosling and Carell have to face off after finding out who uh, Emma Stone really is. And then the other scene is the shopping scene with Gosling and Carell. Because mm. my absolute favorite part of this movie is the, 
like buddy comedy that's going on in the middle third of this movie. And that scene is unbelievable from the throwing of the shoes to I think that's the scene when he makes the comment about Steve Carell's neck looking like Hugh Hefner's ball sack um, and saying, you know, I'm, I'm not sure whether I, I should help you or euthanize you like all that stuff. The one liners are unbelievable from Gosling. We'll get to that more in quotes. But um. <laughs> It, it, when Gosling's hitting on the the chick who's helping them at the store, and Steve Carell's like, "Really? That worked? Like that that line worked on you? Um, all that stuff is just really good." It's yeah, also my I agree. Of those two guys too, they're definitely. Uh, Evan, I couldn't agree more. By the way, about like the big reveal scene at the end where they all come together, that usually goes so wrong. And my dad has seen this movie before, and he, he was watching it with me. And when Gosling walks out, he goes, "Oh my god, I forgot." Like, yeah. he's like, I forgot that happened. And he was so shocked. And I was like, oh, to relive this moment of, like, pure shock, not knowing where Gosling was going. But, uh, yeah, they do, the, they do a really good job. And I, one of the moments I, I really, really love, actually, is when they're all sitting there, when the cops come, all the guys that got in the fight. And then he goes, are you Mr. Lindhagen? And they all go, Hagen, at, like, yeah. together at the same time. <laughs> so good. Really uh, good. Uh, well, okay. We got a lot of good scenes that are on the, on the table, um, and I, I think it just depends on whether or not you want to go kind of funny or, you know, more heartfelt. Um, my the two that I would be choosing between are parent teacher conference, I think, and when Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling that whole thing back at back at his apartment, starting yeah. with her asking him to take his shirt off and stuff. Yeah. Okay. If we're gonna include that because we get some of the comedy, yeah. Before the tenderness, I think it's a no-brainer. It's that. I agree. Um, Evan was it you that said he's the guy. He's the change that we need to believe. Like his character development is what we need to believe for the movie to work. Yeah. Uh, this scene makes the movie work. Uh, yeah. It also, it feels like it could be in like a completely different movie, of like just a rom-com of the, mm -hmm. them two, and I love that about this movie is there are kind of movies within the movie that whenever I see it on TV or, or, you know, catch it in the middle, I'm always like inclined to stay, uh, to get to these, those kind of scenes. So really good. I, that's my pick and chip. I assume that'd be your pick as well. That's a great pick. You guys have incredible taste. <laughs> we, you know, <laughs> yeah, we have suggesting it. Good for us. Good for us. Great pick by us as always. All right. So favorite scene, uh, the moment between, stone and gosling back i have apartment. to say small shout out for the two josh groban scenes at that at the restaurant in the mall those scenes are they would never be the best scene of the movie but those are the scenes like i was talking about earlier with uh you know lizza's character just kind of like those are the scenes in rom-coms that usually just suck and it's providing some exposition and you're like, okay, we have to meet the dumb boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. But those scenes are absolutely fucking hilarious. And when he's talking about her passing the bar and he's like, we'll be meeting right back here. Like that shit is so funny. They're just yeah. in like the what worst is, what's like the, mall restaurant. Well, what's the name of the restaurant again? God, she says, she says life. it. She's like, she's like, maybe he's going to propose. And then she goes, yeah. At like the, at like the something cantina. I hope not. Yeah. It's like the something something cantina in the blank mall. It's so funny. Yeah. Like you can walk so, across the like the hallway to a Panda Express at this mall. This easily. is this is where you're having your business meetings and you're promoting yeah. people to partner. It's it's so insane. Yes. Well, right upstairs is where Gosling and Carell are meeting in the food court. That's and right. And there's a Sabaro, right? Isn't that the pizza place that mm -hmm. Gosling yeah, gets yeah, a slice we'll get from? We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay. Oh. All right, guys, moving on. Our favorite shot of the movie. Uh, Evan, kick us off uh, with some shots. I'm going to assume that these are all shots of Ryan Gosling. So I have some aggressive <laughs> ones of Ryan Gosling, and I have some ones with other people involved. <laughs> okay, great. I'll go. Okay, I'll go the two that I think of the most when I think about. God damn it, there's three. Um, I'll go the two of the three that I think about the most when I think of this this movie. One is the four guys lined up sitting on the um, whatever, like the raised part of the patio or whatever in the backyard after the big fight. Um, the other is and we haven't talked about Kevin Bacon. He's fucking hilarious, too. The other would be. It's the 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 Ryan Gosling shirtless shot right after he takes his shirt off that picture permeated 
every facet of social media so much in 2011 you could not go on anything or any online publication tmz anything like that without that picture being what they use when they talk about ryan gosling it was just such like kind of an iconic picture of the time and i know part of it is because we were what like 15 when it came out so all the girls around us uh were kind of like right in this zone um but yeah those are the two i always think of before we move on, do you guys want to hear a hilarious story? Yeah. So last night when we're watching this. So backstory. My dad has a huge like celebrity crush on Jennifer Garner. Right. And my mm. like my mom, like they always make the joke about like the list and everything. Yeah. And, like, oh, the one person, you know, the yeah. one celebrity. The hall pass sleep with. Yeah. Last night we're sitting there and I'd never heard this before. And Ryan Gosling takes his shirt off. And my mom goes, he's my Jennifer Garner. And my dad goes. <laughs> really him <laughs> and, and then he goes pick someone your own age <laughs> wow <laughs> which was really fucked up and she went on a tangent about how it's between harrison ford and ryan gosling and if you could melt them into one person it's her ideal human being i just thought wow. that was hysterical because it was like right in sequence when he like takes his shirt off and she goes he is my jennifer garner and i'm like mom yeah Jesus make the Christ. call Wait, so has your mom seen Blade Runner 2049? She has not. I don't think Ooh. that's her, her, not her style of movie. But She and Denise have might... very similar taste. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, but anyway, uh, getting into my favorite shots. Those are great picks, Evan, by the way. Thanks. So my first one is the slow motion of Ryan Gosling eating pizza at the food court is just so good. And you just know these directors knew what they had here. Like, a man potentially at his most beautiful of his entire life. As suave as you can be. And they're like, let's just slow motion him eating a food court pizza. And it is pure sex. Like, what a great, what a great shot. Uh, absolutely iconic. And then the, I'm going to combine two because I think they're kind of together. It's one from the beginning of the movie. Uh, our kind of intro to Gosling as we see his feet walk down the stairs of the nightclub. Uh, and then I'm combining that one with the close up of him and Emma Stone and their feet, like when she like comes in and kisses him and like right as like he's putting her down and then it's like, let's go home. Uh, I love those like those like really detailed, like intimate shots. They say a lot without saying a ton, like just the way Emma Stone's you know foot is raised like and that and and just seeing Gossing's feet, you know, walking down these like velvet steps just puts you in such a time and a place. So. Uh, those are my two picks. I, I really love that. And man, I could, I don't know if there's anybody else I'd rather watch eat a, a pizza. I, I don't, I can't say that there is. It's a very short list. If so, uh, there's a lot of feet shots in this movie. Like at the very beginning when, uh, they're eating like right, right when she asked for the divorce yeah. and you see his new balance in her heels, but there's a lot of feet shots before that. And it's like, who's, who's directing this again? Um, yeah. <laughs> Tarantino but, directs Crazy Stupid Love. I would pay a lot of money to see what Tarantino could do with these actors. Um, but anyway. Yes. Uh, sure. I, you guys, well, okay, I'll do a couple. So there's one that's like very Wes Anderson-y. You guys will appreciate when uh, Carell and Moore are waiting outside of Marissa Tomei's classroom and they're sitting in the chairs. You know, it's very symmetrical. Yes. They, their, their clothes like almost match the wall. You know, it's like, it's a bit of a beige kind of thing going on or kind of a green thing, very earthy tones, but mm -hmm. they, you know, it's like, it's like you said, it's, it's a different movie that, that is taken out of another kind of film entirely, but it works, especially when you immediately contrast that with Marissa Tomei's uh, craziness. Um, also, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of uh, Hannah tucking in Gosling and, mm. you know, it, it's the flip on mm. what she says, the PG 13 night. So you tuck me in when, in fact, he's the one who kind of bears his soul. She tucks him in with a little kiss on the cheek. So it's a nice little flip. What a tender moment that we didn't talk about. And I, I don't know if it's for line because it's definitely not like an iconic line like by itself. But when he looks at her and he goes, hey, do me a favor. Ask me something personal about myself like that. Yeah. That's such that's so good. I love I love that. But great picks. Great picks, uh, Chip. Evan, what's your final pick? Oh, man. I mean, 
you know, that was the third. You know, I was saying there were three scenes that that shots that stick with me. The third was was Julianne Moore and Steve Carell outside of the the um, teacher's office. And I don't know. I almost I almost want to go with that one because it is the one that really does come from a different movie. And to me, it's what elevates this movie above the normal rom com that I would you know that you would normally watch. So I might I might have to go with that one. I'm I feel like I could go with that one or go with Gosling eating the pizza. All right, can those. we go with Gosling eating the pizza? Because <laughs> yeah, you fair. said you said your favorite part of this movie, Evan, is the the buddy movie that's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that and this is gonna sound weird. I was talking about when you see these shots, right? When you get into like the come in the middle of the movie, you see these shots, and that kind of is what pulls you in. Like you see the shot of uh, Moore and Carell, like sitting, you know, sitting there. You see the shot of all the guys, at, and at the end, and you know you're at the end of the movie. It put you, it like places you where you are in at a time in the movie. Him taking his shirt off, but that places you in the buddy part of the movie when he's eating the pizza. You're like, oh, we're right in the good, the good part of like the straight up comedy uh, mm-hmm. of this. So I'm down. I'm voting for pizza. That's cool by me, honestly, and that's a like that's one that I didn't even really consider because it's not like that flashy visually, but I like it as a pick for sure. Love it, awesome, yeah. great pick by us. Okay, moving on to our favorite lines. Uh, oh, man. I'll kick it off. Um, I'm gonna go with three. Um, one, when we the one time we get to go to Steve Carell's office. And the guy's checking in on him. And then he goes, hey, everyone, it's just a divorce. It's not oh cancer. Don't worry. Laugh out loud funny. As Give him a round through. of applause. A round of applause. I mean, can can do you have it in front of you? Can we do that whole sequence? That whole sequence is unbelievable. Yeah, let me pull it up. It, so here, I have it here. I have it here. Perfect. So he said his boss comes in. And asks him, you know, what's been going on? Why is he so down? Steve Carell says, who told you that Emily and I are getting divorced? And his boss said, Amy heard you crying in the bathroom. We all thought it was cancer. Steve Carell says, oh, his boss goes, thank God, though, man. (laughs) (laughs) What an insane work environment. And everyone's like clapping as he's walking out. He's like, New balances with the full suit too. That that killed me. That's he's yeah. gotta go buy furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, you go, buddy. Oh uh, man. All right, moving on. I can't believe that I I don't have any Gosling quotes on my my three, but I'll leave those to you guys. So my second one is Julian Moore talking to David Lindhagen in her office, and he's like basically like, "Oh, you're getting a divorce. Like this is great." And then she's like, David, you've been a great friend to me. And you noticed last week my hair got trimmed, which is huge. (laughs) I just thought that's like, she's like, it was just kind of a throwaway line that I like. Uh, And then the last one is Steve Carell just absolutely belittling Marissa Tomei. He's trying to pull the whole, you know, like, tell me something interesting about yourself. And he's like, keeps going, boring, boring. And he goes, I I see a teacher with alcohol dependency who studied at Oxford. Boring. (laughs) Like, what the (laughs) Fuck. It's so fucked up that she still goes home with him. So ridiculous. That's very much a Michael Scott moment. Yeah, that, it, yeah. it very much is. Yeah, it's the we most we haven't Scott. we yeah. haven't talked about that much, but I think that's why this works so well for Steve Carell is because almost the entire movie is him reacting to stuff other people's doing, which is very Michael Scott. Like either he's making a dumb comment back or. They're putting him down. Like, there's just a lot of, like, people working off of Steve Steve Carell, which is, like, right in his zone. Yeah, definitely. All right, so those are my, my three. Uh, Evan, hit me with your three. Okay. So I, I'm, going, I'm going all Ryan Gosling because everything that he says in this movie is fucking unbelievable. And stop me. Chip, I almost should – do you have some Ryan Gosling on yours? I don't want to step Why don't you guys on. go back and forth? Why don't you guys flip-flop? Okay. We can, we can, we can dance a little bit. All right. Number one, you see, the problem is your head is like the proportions of a styrofoam peanut. <laughs> that line <laughs> fucking kills me. Who looks like a carrot? Hi. Who looks like a carrot? That line. There's no way I can deliver it the same way he does, <laughs> but what, like, 
<laughs> how like incredibly sexy and confident do you have to be for the first line of the movie that you're in to be who looks like a carrot yeah and it's just like your jaw drops and to have right? it work like the <laughs> she <laughs> she confesses her love for him right away liz or whatever her name is she says you, I, love I love you, you. <laughs> i love you yeah <laughs> which is another great line who looks like a carrot um, oh. So here's another Gosling, and and just as a as a disclaimer, and this is a disclaimer for this whole podcast forever. But obviously, I don't. Me saying this is a great line does not approve of the contents of the line. Um, but when, <laughs> when Ryan Gosling says, "The war between the sexes is over," we won the second. Women started doing pole dancing for exercise. <laughs> It's just like you are such a douchebag. Such you a douchebag. This is when that they're confirming it. Of them at the gym, and like the shots. We didn't talk about those shots when of Steve Carell's face being the only thing blocking you from a fully naked Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And when he passes out in the steam room, right into it. It's... Yeah. He's like, I've been standing here with my schnoz in your face for twenty minutes. If it doesn't, like, if it doesn't make you uncomfortable, that would be concerning. <laughs> Let yeah. me. He's got his dickish schnoz too. I don't think I've ever heard schnoz. that. Like outside. It's schwanz. That's what it is. Yeah, right, right. Because he says that having a straw in his mouth makes it look like he has a schwanz in his mouth. And it's yeah. like, what yeah. like dimension did you step out of? Schwanz is like a, I always say this, people that refer to penises as schwanzes do it all the time. And whoever wrote this definitely is one of those people that likes to refer to dicks as schwanz. Yeah. Because it's every reference, almost every reference to a penis. My it other yeah. Gosling quote is uh, it's it's a bit of a left turn, but he randomly says while he's in bed with Emma Stone, he randomly says, I am wildly unhappy. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, he's not OK. Oh, my God. Yeah, but he was like help. laughing when he said it. It was great because they were talking about his addiction to the shopping channel and they were kind of going back and forth. And, and he's like, I'm wildly unhappy. And I think afterwards he says, I'm trying to buy it, but it's just not working. Yeah. Which is fucking amazing. Great yeah, basically like the thesis of his whole character is he is wildly unhappy and then yeah. after that night he he becomes happy yes mm -hmm. love that line um i got another one to throw out this is a little back and forth between gossin and Carell uh when they're shopping he said are you steve jobs what are you the billionaire owner <laughs> owner of apple computers no oh, okay well then in that case you've got no right to wear new balance sneakers <laughs> <laughs> back and forth is great <laughs> Oh, My last good. one is uh, Cal, be better than the gap. Be better yeah, than the good. gap. That's yeah, a great that's... one. That's definitely the one I remember when I watch it. Um, let's talk about how many women you've been with sexually. Yeah, no, I mean breakdance fighting. <laughs> <laughs> also, the... <laughs> uh, the whole the whole I work dirty dancing into the conversation. Like, what's the big move? Amazing. Yeah. And when he takes his shirt off, Emma Stone yells, fuck seriously it's like you're photoshopped which is what everybody thought when they first saw that which is incredible did this movie kind of start the ecosystem of gosling memes like you remember that whole like hey girl you got this and those yeah. memes that were like on like sorority yeah, walls everywhere this is yeah, this is the movie that started that right yeah yes and it's because it's in all the reaction shots too there's like six different gifts from this movie of Ryan Gosling that people to this day, if you look at basically any viral tweet on Twitter, there will be Ryan Gosling reaction shots from Crazy Stupid Love in the comments. It was like an instant. It's been like a forever meme. There's a Steve Carell one, too, when he winks at Marissa Tomei with a drink. Yes, exactly. Yep. So the point of the wink. Yeah. yeah. All right. Any any other ones uh, that you guys have? Because I have one. Out. I have one more. Um. I mean, how about we say what we want on three, one, two, three. I want a divorce creme brulee like that. <laughs> yeah. That is fucking hilarious. It's such a banger of an open. But yeah, I, I have no other one liners. Uh, the other one I really like is when the babysitter's mom finds her nude photos that she's taken of herself and she pulls them out and she just whispers under herself. But JJ, but JJ, that's a great one. So JJ is good. a great so line. Another line with the babysitter, actually, I forgot about this. When she is going to leave after babysitting after Julianne Moore and Steve Carell have broken up, 
Yeah. Uh, and Julianne Moore goes to hand her like her babysitting money, and she goes, "I don't want your slutty money." <laughs> And then under her breath, Julianne Moore goes, slutty money. Like, she's like, <laughs> and that's actually a great reaction in the last scene when it's uh, – or not the last scene, but the, the whole reveal scene when she finds – when she goes, no, because I'm in love with him. And then Julianne Moore's character goes, oh. Like, because she realizes what the slutty money the thing slutty was all money. about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so good. Oh. All right. What do you what do you think your guys' favorite um, – it's got to be a Gosling quote, right? I mean, this is a Gosling podcast, basically. I don't know. I, styrofoam peanut is really good. <laughs> that That's the first one I wrote down. I'm, hmm. I, I want to go with... I want to go with the... I'm wildly unhappy. I'm trying to buy it, but it's just not working. I love that line. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely the... It, there's there's two different routes you can go with the quotes here. And Jed, I was honestly expecting you to throw out a couple like the whole, you know, uh, like the what with uh, Steve Carell and his son talking like if you love her, then go get her back. Wow. How old are you? Like that type of stuff. I was honestly expecting a couple of those out of you. But hey, I, I'm down I, for the I serious do, Gosling quote. I do love that. But I almost when preparing for this pod pretended that there's only one character in the movie and that's Ryan Gosling. But yeah, I, I think I like the serious Gosling quote because, again, it's kind of the crux of the whole movie. Like, he's the side character who's actually the main character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that's true. It would have been I, really easy for, for it would have been really easy for them to, like, do that whole thing off screen where, like, they kind of they go home together. Maybe there's like a quick five minute version of what happens you know, where they don't sleep together and then he disappears. But, like, they give us this whole tender interaction and yeah, I love it. So yeah, that works for me. Awesome. All right, guys. So favorite performance, Ryan Gosling. Favorite scene, uh, that whole sequence at Gosling's apartment between him and Emma Stone. Our favorite uh, shot is the slow-mo of Gosling eating pizza. <laughs> and our favorite line <laughs> is Ryan Gosling. I'm wildly unhappy. I'm trying to buy it, but it's just not working. It is... A Ryan Gosling sweepstakes for Crazy Stupid Love here on Flicking and Screaming. Are we at all surprised? What a comeback. What a comeback for Ryan Gosling after last week. Just have to say that. I, I, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good call. Big bounce back good performance. Call. I promise to be good, and I'm going to be good. <laughs> oh. Who's a good chip? Who's a good boy? Never say that to me again, please. That was one of the strangest experiences of my life. I'm also I'm glad that you threw in the full quote from Gosling, though, that I'm trying to buy it and I just can't because I feel like that kind of seals it, you know? Yeah, the, kind yeah, of the, I agree. The materialistic it, side of him. And, and that's like the crux of the movie. Like the movie is never trying to be that heavy handed where it's like we're going to completely teach you a lesson here. They they still want to make you chuckle, at least even in the parts that are just like the the heaviest part between um Carell and Julianne Moore kind of before that parent teacher conference immediately turns into Marissa Tomei throwing 150 miles an hour and screaming about you know how she's not an alcoholic anymore and stuff so it's like they really <laughs> mix the uh the sour and the sweet really well um and that line is a good good indication of that awesome all right guys are we ready to give it our overall grade yeah yeah chip kick us off cool so Okay, here we go. This movie is problematic as hell, right? <laughs> Can yep. we talk about this? For, a lot of stereotypes. For sure. A lot of stereotypes. The entire Robbie Jessica storyline, just yeah. throw it in the garbage. It was bad yeah. in 2011. It's worse now. Um, there, is a, there is a perfect rom-com in Crazy Stupid Love, right? I think that this is maybe one of the better examples we've had on this podcast of one of our core principles that every movie should be a tight 90 or three hours, yeah. right? If you make this a tight 90, you cut out some of the weirder Robbie Jessica stuff. I think you have one of the more perfect love stories about like continuing to try when things get hard because that's a fine line to balance. And I think mm -hmm. that the scenes with uh, Steve Carell and Julia Moore, that's about like a respectfully trying to like hold on to love and continuing to fight for someone that you've been in love with since you were 15 and you bought them a mint chocolate chip ice cream cone, right? That is super sweet and powerful. And it, it's tender in the right places. Everything else around it with the pushing stuff, it's, it's not good. 
you hold on to the right things in this movie. You can enjoy it. You can love it. It's a great date night movie. It's a great movie to put on when you're feeling a little bit hopeless, you know, whether it's about a partner that you're with. Maybe don't watch it if you're having problems with your partner. You, you don't <laughs> want to be like too heavy handed, like, hey, we're going to watch this because we haven't <laughs> been doing too well lately and we need to remind watch our marriage story. That. Yeah, watch marriage yeah. story instead in this case. <laughs> way, way healthier. Two straight weeks of divorce story uh, jokes. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Run the tape. <laughs> Run it back. Sorry, Chip. Um, I didn't mean to derail. No, it's this is just a great date night movie. Like I said, open a bottle of wine, put it on with someone you love, put it on by yourself, eat some ice cream. I ate some ice cream while I watched this. I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, it was it was indeed by myself. Um, this is this is a solid B. You know, it's like it's so close to being like the A minus A perfect rom com. If you cut a couple of things out, turn with the runtime. I also I would have liked a little bit more Emma Stone at the end. I think it would have been cool if she could have been kind of the reconciling factor between Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling's character. Like, I get that they're, they have the buddy comedy, so it kind of makes sense that they come together. But I think if she would have played a little bit more of a role in bringing them together, I think that would have done well for her character arc, too. Just a small little thing, so I think she's really good in this. But yeah, this is a solid, solid B. One of the best rom-coms of the decade. Love it. Evan. Yeah. that That's a... I mean... It's a great call uh, as far as some of the problematic aspects. I think you really hit the nail on the head, Chip. Like, they're just honestly, even if they wanted to keep it that long, let's trade out some of the Robbie and Jessica scenes for Robbie and David Lindhagen scenes. Like, I think the scene mm-hmm. in the office is really good. Make <laughs> make Robbie a little bit more interested in trying to kind of get back at the guy who broke up his parents' marriage more than trying to like force his little 12 year old self on a high schooler that that whole the only reason we can even go this long without mentioning it is because at least he is like a child it doesn't make it better as far as i'm writing it into the story but it makes it less like nefarious and that you know at least we can watch it and not be like okay i should not be watching this movie because this is just really way too far out there but kind of along the same lines i think it's the most solid b ever i there are things that could have been done to make it an a minus or so um but i think it's a really solid b and it's about as good as as good as these types of rom-coms get that actually do try to do a little bit of the weighty stuff and you know some real relationship stuff on top of the comedy um and it's just really fun to watch i mean even you know like you guys said like john carroll lynch and stuff being on the outskirts of this movie is just really good and funny and when he actually ends up coming to the house like it doesn't make that whole storyline worth it but it uh at least it ends in a way that that you know is enjoyable with john carroll lynch getting involved and ripping up the uh the miniature golf hole and everything this movie is actually a prequel to zodiac I don't know if you guys realize that, but oh, you can read into was, it. You can see you can see a man starting to break. It's where he broke. Exact. I was thinking that exact same thing when I was watching it. I was like, the the Zodiac killer just broke right in front of our eyes. Moved out of suburbia and needed to needed to hit the big city. <laughs> all right, all right, um, all right. So B's for you guys. Uh, huh. So I agree. I'm torn with this movie. It's not the perfect rom-com. It's just, it's really close. Uh, there, there's a lot of fat needs to be cut off. But I think this movie does so much more than like traditional rom-coms in like it, it having a message and what it's able to pull off. One, it's far more beautiful than it needs to be. Like it is a gorgeous movie to look at. Two, I've always found with movies the concept of you know these two main characters doing kind of a role reversal um, in in you know, becoming the ideals of what each other were when they first meet, you know, in Gosling and and Carell's characters. It doesn't ever work that well for me. And in this movie, it works really well. There's a scene where it's in the context of Gosling teaching Carell's character to pick up women, where he says that he Miyagi's him, right? He teaches him everything Mm. he needs to know without actually, like, teaching him, just by watching. And in this movie we kind of get Miyagi'd with the message, right? You know, in, in two ways. You see people going, you know, the opposite direction. I think the whole movie, you know, if you didn't get it before, it tells you everything you needed to know um, in like a couple lines. One of them being the, I'm wildly unhappy, I'm trying to buy it, and it's just not working. Flashback to the whole sequence of them shopping to try to 
make Steve Carell happy after getting divorced. It's like textbook. Uh, and this movie just makes me feel really good. I want to give it an A. I can't in good conscience. So I'm going to give it a B plus. I think it's a little bit better than B. I don't think it's there. I don't think it's the perfect rom-com. Um, but I, I will always revisit this movie when I need to put a smile on my face. I was surprised how much I laughed out loud watching it this this past week. I I I honestly agree. I remembered it being a little bit more heavy-handed than it was just after not having seen it for a few years. Um and I was dying <laughs> laughing during long portions of it. The middle third was one of the funniest movies I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, I I agree. I thought it was absolute comedy. Like I was I was agree i laughed out loud a lot which is not something i i like laugh at movies especially if i'm in, like with a lot of people that are all laughing and maybe if you see something for the first time but i haven't laughed out loud at something that i've seen before in that long so really good and any final yeah, my last thing is thoughts? just like this movie yeah sorry i think i cut you off um my last thing is just like this movie made me miss being outside among people more, more than like any movie i'm watching in a minute like even the freaking eighth grade graduation, just being in a group of people, the, you know, the bar scene. That's, I love when a movie or a TV show has like a central bar, like a primary yes. location, right? It's like everyone goes there and you always know to find people there, but also there's always new people that you can like try to pick up and like go home with. And it's like, this does not exist in the real world, but I like to think it does. No, that that's really true. I was thinking about that same thing just with the bar. I was like, after quarantine or after like COVID ends next year or whatever, I want to find like a local bar that I just go to often and they like know my drink order. Like it really did give me that feeling. I did enjoy that. Oh, all right. Uh, this was fun, guys. I'm thanks for thanks for indulging indulging me in a rom-com love is in the air happy valentine's day to all the listeners uh, you know if you are you know with your partner uh, enjoy that uh, if you don't have a partner hang out with us for the night and you know i'm sure we're just yeah. as fun <laughs> hell yes <laughs> anyway uh yeah please guys if you haven't like rate subscribe uh, to the podcast it'll help other people find us engage with us on twitter at Flick and Scream on Instagram, at Flicking and Screaming. Hit us up. We're having more and more engagement every week, um, especially on Twitter. And it's been so much fun uh, to kind of hear you guys' reactions to the pods and uh, and talk about these movies. Let us know what you think. Let us know which of uh, Ryan Gosling handsome shots you thought was, was the best. Uh, real quick, before we get into what's coming next week, can I give a recommendation to the listeners? Please. Yeah. The floor is yours. If you guys haven't, if you guys like this movie and you like the vibe that it's putting out and you haven't seen Stuck in Love, it's kind of like a rom, it's not full rom-com, it's more rom-drom. It's got Greg Kinnear, Lily Collins, Logan Lerman, Kristen Bell, Jennifer Connelly. Uh, it's probably like one of the tentpole movies uh, for me. I love this movie way more than I should. Uh a lot of people will watch it and not think it's that good. But if you like this movie, if you like this vibe, Stuck in Love, absolutely incredible. Uh, and it would be a great double feature. Um, you know, if you and your partner or if just you want something to watch uh, after this. I just threw it on my watch list. Thanks for the recommendation uh, from the, yeah. the pod yeah, we, we, don't, we don't do that a ton. And, and maybe we should. Maybe we'll, we'll start assigning just like kind of random. If you like if you like this movie every time we do a single movie pod, you should watch this one. Uh, just so we can get more people watching more movies. That's what we want to do here. Evan, why don't you tell the folks what we got coming next week? Next week, we have uh, each of our personal top five roomy, movie romances. I wanted to switch the words there. Movie romances of all time. And we haven't even really distinguished what exactly that means. So it can be, you know, straight romances it can be dramas it can be romantic comedies i think kind of coming from anywhere but yeah our top five romances and just to clear it up for the listeners what do you guys think are we doing the actual movies or are we i guess it would be the movies but we're focusing on like a central romance within the movie yeah it's you're you're really just saying like the two the who like the two characters are what movie they're from um 
I, 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 that's what I think. Do you guys okay. agree? Yeah, that sounds great to me. I mean, I think yeah. it could even potentially be stretched out over a course of movies. If it's if it's a series, I think maybe. Of, I know, of I, course. I think it can. I think be. Evan knows what I'm talking about. I think it can. I know be. what you're talking about too. I know what you're talking about too. Nice, good stuff. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Right. We're keeping it in the um, the the love uh, the lexicon of love. I don't know the circle of the love. lexicon of love. Ooh, the <laughs> Evan. That's what can we call next week's episode the lexicon of love? Or people? I don't get know. What even is title? the definition of lexicon? I don't even know if I'm using it correctly. It's, it's like a vocabulary. Lexicon. It's like in the okay. That's that's sort of what I thought. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we're right there. Awesome. All right, guys. For flicking screaming, I've been Jed Sprague, JT Chipman, Evan Vagunis. We'll see you next week. See ya. See you guys. Link later.